0: Everyone has the same five core areas of their life that ultimately determine how happy they'll be. Unfortunately, most of us have developed failure habits in each. And it's Will Moore's mission to help replace those with success habits to maximize momentum. After exiting his business for a combined nine-figure sum, Will learned it's not just about becoming an entrepreneur of your career, but an entrepreneur of the most important business you'll ever run, your life. And to crush it in your life, requires firing on all cylinders in your five cores by continually taking action, building habits, and maintaining balance in each. Hello, and welcome to the Five Core Life Podcast. In today's episode, Will sits down with special guest and performance mindset coach Adelaide Goodeve to discuss neural pathways, how your mind can affect your physical body, and how you can train both to create endurance in your life. It's time to start firing on all cylinders. Let's go.
1: Hey there. Hi. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you?
0: Oh, great. Love that accent. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Give us the scoop here.
1: Sure. So as you might have guessed, I am from the UK, from my accent. Um, My name is Adelaide, and I'm a performance mindset coach, mainly for athletes, especially amateur athletes, but I also coach pro athletes as well across a range of sports, but specializing in triathletes, especially long distance triathlon. So you're looking at the half Ironman, Ironman distance. So that Ironman is like 3.9 kilometer swim, 180 kilometer bike ride, and then you're running a marathon on the end. So it's really, it's an intense race. Um, I also do them myself. I kind of got hooked at the same time. Um, They're super fun, but they do require real endurance both in the mind and in the body so I help triathletes prepare the best they can mentally so they can succeed in sport and then my amateur athletes also do this while managing full-time positions so we're also looking at how how triathlon transfers into business as well and how you can prepare mentally for your sport and for your work and also in family and creating that That balance.
0: I love that. Thank you for that, that introduction. So that ties in completely with the, with kind of my whole philosophy. And, you know, this is, I'm sure you've looked up um, and and you've learned a little bit about the five cores and then what it's about. And, you know, we all kind of share these same cores and we all have these same main areas that we must maintain and build and take care of and, and make sure that they're growing and becoming bigger, better, faster, stronger. And I always kind of compare it to uh, like an entrepreneur is what I started at. And, and that's where I have credibility where people are like, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. But I, ironically, I'm kind of sliding in the side door and using that to say, look, that's not what it's about. It's actually about becoming an entrepreneur of your life, the most important mm-hmm. business you're ever going to run and how to do that effectively. And just like you do, you know, physical health is one one aspect of it. But you want to train your mind to be able to kick ass and take names and all of the, the different aspects in life. So I think that's really cool, you know, how you're doing it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how, how the mind, you know, affects the physical and vice versa and, and some of the techniques you use to, to help people with that.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. So a bit like you, I came in the side door. I love the side door. Um, So I actually had from about 18 to 22, I had severe chronic fatigue syndrome or ME. So for those who don't know, that's when you're tired all of the time but it's not a tired as in you sit up till 2 a.m. partying or working or whatever it was and you're up at 7 a.m. it's kind of in your bones and it's as if you're kind of walking through concrete your body feels heavy you're just exhausted and affects people in different ways right so for me I also had um, hypersensitive senses. so even light like we're in today would be way too bright so I'd be in like a darkened room sound as conversation would be very overwhelming and painful. So I was in, at my worst, I was just in a darkened room in my bedroom, moved back with my parents, having to quit university. Wow. And I went, it was really crazy. It wasn't the best time. Um, And by Did you know
0: what you had at the time or did you diagnose it later?
1: No, so it's really weird. Corner fatigue syndrome, it's much better now, but when I was doing the syndrome, some people and some doctors believe in it and some don't there's also not a diagnosis so you can't just take a blood test and be like yeah this is what you have it's a process of elimination and it's also triggered by multiple things so I had an e. coli um, infection which went undiagnosed for a year and a half I had parasites the same situation and so that kind of all compounded and triggered the chronic fatigue but even when they're like oh this is what you have let's get rid of them your body or your mind kind of still gets stuck in this pattern of chronic fatigue right and that's where i really started to learn the mind-body connection so i started trying all these different things i want to see some of the top specialists they said you'd have this the rest of your life and for me in my early 20s i had so much more to live right and it wasn't an option to be stuck at home in my bedroom doing nothing.
0: I would think that, right?
1: Yeah, so then I started to dive into, uh, well, what can I do? A bit like how you talk in your core, that growth mindset, like what can I do and how can I change my life and my lifestyle to get rid of this and fully recover? And it was during that journey that I came across something called the Lightning Process. And it was created by a guy called Dr. Phil Parker, It's a three-day seminar. They've just taken it online, actually, but I did it in person. Mm -hmm. And it teaches you how to spot those triggers. So they call it being like um, an upside-down genius. So you're a genius at doing chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia or whatever it might be doing. So you're an upside-down genius. Your body has got a bit confused or your mind has got a bit confused. You're stuck in this pattern Mm of um, whether it's fatigue and they teach you to spot when you're triggering it. So for me, I realized that small daily things would have me thinking, I am so tired. Oh my God, I'm really tired. And I suddenly realized this is the record I'm playing in my head every day, which is kind of scary. And they teach you how to spot the triggers, how to stop the triggering that neuro pathway for fatigue, and how to change that pathway to strengthen it for what you want. So for me, it was for energy. And your body can change the neuropathways and strengthen them and weaken them in in less than seconds. It's a bit like um, you have sheep in a field and your sheep are all, like the chief sheep every day takes them To the same field to that same patch of grass every day and over time that pathway wears itself down in the field and you can clearly see the sheep track right and then one day the sheep the chief sheep is like my god look at the grass over there it looks so green and luscious and tasty nutritious like i want to go there and it changes direction instantly and it follows a new pathway to this green grass, and over time, that pathway wears down, you see the ground, but equally, nature is taking over the other one, and it disappears, and this is kind of how our neuropathways work in our brain, is that you can really strengthen the really good ones quickly, and weaken the unhelpful ones quickly as well.
0: Wow, yeah, yeah, sorry, continue, that's really fascinating, I have never heard somebody talk about it like that, but I that's a
1: really great analogy. Yeah, so that's kind of, so that's what happens is you spot the unhelpful pathways, and then you change them to the helpful ones, because our brain can't tell the difference between what's real and what's imaginary. And so when you, in the processes that I do, one of them is called future pacing, and it's just like visualization, where you take yourself into a future where you're do exactly what you want to do i imagine you also do it in business and you're visualizing that meeting going really well or that talk going really well and when you're visualizing it your brain takes that to be the truth and so by doing that you're creating new pathways you're strengthening the really helpful ones and then that becomes your reality and it's that's what we're doing with the mindset strategies with the processes teaching your brain that those unhelpful ones, we don't travel down anymore. So they become weaker and weaker Mm -hmm. and it strengthens the really helpful, positive, productive, powerful pathways. So they become stronger. stronger. I love
0: that. So this just goes, this is ties perfectly into like what I'm always saying, which is that, uh, so principle life is complex, but principles aren't. This is to me, this is like, this is how the brain works, this is a principle, and you can't cheat it or beat the system, and, you, you know, if you understand it, you can learn how to harness it and use it to your advantage to help your life. And and the way I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I talk slightly differently, I, my whole um, thing is about habits, right, and so we have these main areas of our life, and similar to like you were saying, it's like you develop this path, and in and, and this, and, and then the sheep, you know, and it's, it's going, and and, mm-hmm. and I, I refer to these habits, hagg- these habits dig in deep, and unfortunately, a lot of times, mm-hmm. these are failure habits that you don't realize have developed, and, you know, you're getting mm-hmm. it from society, from your parents, from school, from your peers, from media, and you don't even realize they're bad habits, and they're seeping in, and you're and you used the word compounding earlier, one of my favorite words, because that's really how life works. You know, you, you do one thing one day and then the next and then the next. And all of a sudden, all that, the more you take a specific action, that's going to compound and that's going to form who you are. And that's going to have a huge, traumatic result. And so when you're talking in terms of, you know, like this this path you're walking, most people have these, these habits that they develop. And, and it doesn't seem like a big deal. But then once they're locked in they're locked in and habits don't care. You made a comment earlier that reminded me something like this. Habits don't care if they're good or bad, just like I think you said, your mm-hmm. neural pathways don't care. It's not like they have, they're, they have a brain, but once they're locked in, they're gonna keep going and that path's gonna keep getting worn and it's gonna become deeper entrenched in you and you're gonna develop that negative momentum and be less happy. But if you can sort of say, okay, what is it? What's the flip side of that? What is the, the, that habit that I wanna replace it with, to change it with, And as, as your example? What is the neural pathway that I wanna take instead? And, and it's not easy, right? It's a front-loaded process is the, what I always call it. And it's not like you can just take a left turn and all of a sudden you're in that other pathway, right? You gotta do the work to wear that other pathway down, right, and then-
1: uh, Yeah, so that's what's interesting um, because I thought the same thing eight years ago. But then when I recovered from chronic fatigue syndrome, I recovered in three days, fully uh, recovered. Okay, yeah, I got to about this. And
0: by the way, I didn't even tell you this yet. This is fascinating. I didn't even know that you had this before we set this up.
1: Yeah. I have
0: definitely feel like there is an element of that in my life. I've always felt that way. And I still struggle with it. There's days where I'm debilitatingly tired, and seemingly mm. no reason. And then like you said, I was thinking about what you said, I start saying, I'm tired, I'm tired. And then it's like, I got to lay down. And then I'm just like, then I feel guilty. I'm like, why am I laying down? And then you know, take in the middle of the day and I I try to push myself through it, but I find if I try to push myself through it, I can't focus. And I'm like, this is pointless anyways. So, sorry. Hmm. So this is really interesting to me, but tell me how you were able to to do this in three days.
1: Yeah. So it's something called the lightning process, as I was saying, and it's really crazy. It's three days. So in the first day you learn, um, kind of the foundations of the process and then at the end of the three days you learn the full process so it builds you in slowly and i won't tell you what the process is because they discourage it because if people go around telling everyone what the process right. is when they have people come and actually do the process they get very confused and they're like but i was doing it and it just it does it just doesn't work as powerfully as it really can but the basis is spotting the trigger So, what is triggering you um, to have these unhelpful thoughts, maybe even beliefs, and even your identity, because it can also attach itself to your identity, because suddenly you're this person with chronic fatigue syndrome. Right. So, then you have that issue, because if you're just changing your thoughts, but it's actually part of your identity, and you're only tackling the thoughts, you're not going to have any change. If you change your identity it suddenly ripples down through into your thoughts does that make sense
0: it does but i still i'm not gonna lie i'm, I'm skeptical on the three-day process because everything I've, yeah. I've learned in life just like i said life is complex principles aren't if there's one thing that i've found to be a universal truth is typically if it if it looks and sounds too good to be true it is i'm not saying 100 percent of the time um but usually if you want to make progress in your life Kind of what I preach is you know you got to put the work into mm-hmm. it. Usually you can't just flip a switch. So this is a very yep. interesting conversation for me. Um and I'm you yep. know just being totally honest with you, I am kind of looking no, at it's a great with, with, with the raised with the raised eyebrow and, and I'm very curious. So right, and you can't tell us exactly right what the process is, but you're basically I'm going
1: to give you the outline, but just not go into the sure. the true process. Okay. Um so it, it teaches you how to spot the thoughts, but we're also looking at belief and identity level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: because if you're just changing a thought but it's in your identity it's not going to work so sometimes you have to cascade down okay and it teaches you to spot the trigger so what is triggering you to have this unhelpful thought belief part of your identity which is creating and manifesting itself in your body whether it's fatigue pain or a mixture of both or something completely different so once you've spotted the trigger you can now do something about it. And you want to stop that thought in its process. You want to stop it from traveling from traveling down the pathway, traveling down that synapse. Because our brain doesn't tell the difference between what's um, positive for us and what's negative or what's helpful to us, what's unhelpful. It's like, oh, you're doing this all the time. You're triggering this pathway all the time. So I'm going to make it even stronger and even more easier for you to trigger that path. Right. So it, be- it becomes stronger. So all of a sudden you can get stuck in this synapse of small things triggering fatigue and it'll become such a strong pathway and the pathway for energy is really weak. So it's more difficult for you to trigger that energy pathway. And so what the process shows you is to stop that pathway, that signal from traveling down the fatigue pathway. And it's very simple this is actually a very common, um, psychological way. And it's what I teach my athletes as well is when you're noticing, you're thinking something unhelpful, just say, stop. And I know it sounds insanely simple, but that's enough to give you space and pause to be like, actually, you know, what? I've just thought this I'm tired. Is that what I want to think? Like, do I want to continue down that pathway or do I want to change it? And then you can change it in that moment, because by saying stop, you're not strengthening that unhelpful neuropathway for tiredness. Okay. So now we're saying, I wanna go for energy. And the main thing that's gonna get you there is visualizing yourself with that energy. For me, it took quite a while to find the right visualization, and I actually needed a calm energy. So for me, it was floating down the Alps on a river. It can be literally anything you want. But because our brain can't tell the difference between what's real and what's imaginary, when we really immerse ourselves in that visualization as we are in the present, so we're stepping into our shoes, our brain believes us to be there. And so we're strengthening all of those pathways for all that positive stuff. And then you can take it the step further. So then you're taking yourself into the future with all of this energy 100 days from now. And what you're doing by go by taking this visualization a hundred days from now, you've just created a hundred days of memories of neuro, of strong neuropathways or feeling this way. Interesting. And so this is how the brain can change your thoughts, your beliefs really quickly, but also the physical manifestations, the symptoms you may be experiencing. One of the key things is that you'll never... You never have anything. Like I was, I never had chronic fatigue syndrome. It's not something I can put in a wheelbarrow. You know, it's not an object. So one of the key things that is really important when it comes to our mindset is that we are doing everything. So we're doing the feeling of tired. I was doing that feeling, and this is really empowering because all of a sudden, if we're doing tiredness, we can also do energy. So we have the power to change from these things. It also means that the weather doesn't make me feel tired or um, like COVID lockdown doesn't make me and like um, have anxiety or depression. Like I am doing all of these things in response to that. And by knowing that you now have the power again to change it. And change can happen quickly when it comes to the brain It's a bit like um, one of the analogies, which is very popular, is if you're completely head over heels in love with your wife, everything is going so fabulously and you come home from work, you open the door and you see her in bed with someone else. All of a sudden, you're now, all of your emotions have been flipped on their head and you're thinking a whole bunch and feeling a whole bunch of different things. That is your neuropathways changing and reconnecting to something else. So when you then think of your wife, all of these other emotions, and that's how quickly our, our brain can change. Another analogy is if you think you have this like rubber duck and it's kind of like chained to the bottom of the sea or the bottom of your bathtub. Mm-hmm. Once you cut that chain, that that duck floats straight to the top. And again, that's how quickly our brain can change using the right strategies. When it comes to things like habits, as you were talking about, sometimes it can be more challenging to install a new habit. But this is again is where beliefs can come into question. Because if you believe something to be hard, then it's probably going to be hard. If you believe something to be easy, then it's going to be easier for you to create that change and create that influence right so that's kind of another element as well i hope that answers your question That was
0: really interesting like, no, no I mean, I'm, I'm actually i'm not doing something i'm taking notes on this because uh, mm. i'm constantly i'm like this human self science experiment that's how i live mm. my life i always have been and my i had this rock bottom bounce year uh way back when i was in college and, and i was kind of this your typical victim and um a lot of the stuff you're talking about to me, ties into you know it's perception. Uh, you didn't use that word, but basically, like if you see it a certain way, it is right. Yeah. And and that ties into a lot of the stuff I talk about in terms of like you know your mindset is your first core, and you want to the, the key is you need to change your perception from being this fixed victim. And it kind of sounds like this chronic fatigue is, is almost kind of ties into this uh, somebody that has, is a fixed victim, like oh poor me, or or uh, you know I'm thinking I'm tired, I'm gonna be tired. Or, You know, uh, this is, you know, like you were saying, like COVID-19, you know, anxiety, you know, are you anxious? Are you letting outside forces create that for you and be be influenced by them versus sort of being like, okay, I'm in control here. And this is the the growth owner side of the mindset. I can decide how I want this to go, this story to end, and how I want to feel and – you know that's that's the key to any to and then so your mindset is your first corn and then they all kind of revolve around that and if you don't have right. that going for you if you don't see life in a certain way and i i use the the cliche analogy of half full and half empty it's like if you're not seeing that going no. off, half full and you're not seeing that life is simply whatever you you want it to be and you can get there no matter what and mm-hmm. obstacles are temporary roadblocks waiting for solutions and you're going to do it and you're going to you've got everything within you too that's the attitude you got to develop, right? And so the stuff you're talking yeah, about definitely. ties into this, which is sort of like, look, I'm in control of my brain here. And if I say, you know, if, if it's starting to trigger me feeling tired because I'm having a certain thought, I'm going to stop that. I'm going to replace it with a visualization of energy. And like you said, it took you a while to come up with yours. Um, as you were doing that, literally, and this is actually a really good, perfect time to be doing this because I'm very, I mm-hmm. started this interview tired, admittedly. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I've I've always kind of struggled with, with with some of this stuff. And right, my my wife will say, well, it's in your head, and and I'll say, well, but then my body, you know, it dictates. I I can't control it. It's not like I want to be tired. And so this all just really ties in. And so as we're talking, I actually have gotten, I feel like more energy. Um, I did start to visualize energy uh, versus tired. I I just had a snack before we before mm. we did this and food is definitely a trigger for me that tends to make me um, tired and, and it's almost like in my brain I've already convinced myself and I don't know which came first the chicken and the egg right I don't know if it's, I've convinced mm. myself that food makes me tired or food is is physiologically making me tired and so your argument would mm. be your brain is convincing yourself that that the food is making you tired right
1: yeah so it's interesting with food with things like Crohn's then that's a physical thing. That's your body. You can relieve, you can reduce the things you're doing around it, like the emotions you're doing around it, but that's a physical thing. With intolerances, it's argued. And this is, this is probably um, a weakness in my belief system because I believe if you're intolerant to something, then it's not going to be the best option and best healthy thing for you. Um, I've had friends who've done the lightning process and have got rid of intolerances like dairy and things like that. So there are also a different, different camps in terms of intolerances and food. For me, um, nutrition is a really big thing, especially with sport. And I really like someone called Matt Lovell and I just listen and take in everything he says. So I feel food really influences our body and we can definitely make the right choices. Um, some of my fellow coaches believe you can get rid of intolerances. That's not in my belief system. I have, I struggle with that myself. That's one of my weaknesses. Okay. Um, so it's really interesting bringing up food and things like that. Um, but yeah, you never know whether, if you think something's going to energize you, it's more likely to. You're increasing your chances of that happening. Um, what I wanted to point out was actually when you were mentioning um, reality and perception, it's really interesting a fun exercise you can do is and it works all the time is when you're in the room and say you're having your clients are sitting on like a massive red sofa and you go to them okay i give you 30 seconds to memorize everything that is blue in this room and then after that you ask them okay what's red and they won't be able to tell you that they're sitting on a red sofa Because what you tell your brain to look out for, it's going to look out for. Like your half full, half empty glass. Like if you're looking out for the world to be half empty, it will be half empty. And I really experienced this with my friend. We're walking down a high street and she was in that phase of her life when she really wanted a family, but she was still single. Mm -hmm. And we're walking down, she's at High Street, it's in London and it is known for yummy mummies. And she was like, Adelaide, they are everywhere. And I was like, "What are you talking about? I didn't see them because I was single and looking for a guy." Hey, so I just sorry, saw what me, is the yummy mummy? Um, like they're all in um, like Lulu Lemon, and looking very beautiful with their children in the prams, ah, and they're out having
0: coffee. You guys call that's so funny. Yeah, that's a good a yeah, yummy yeah, mummy. A yummy mummy, that's a good. I like that. Yeah, right, we would call I'm like it, if We we would call those soccer mums.
1: Yeah, same thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, we call them yummy mummies. I don't know why, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's just a really, I had never experienced it on that kind of level, but only when she told me that there were yummy mummies did I suddenly see them, and they were at every single coffee shop, like overtaken the cafes.
0: And that time, so it's it's
1: really
0: (laughs) Yeah, sorry, not to interrupt you, but that just reminds me, there's there's been tests, you know, scientifically proven that Mm -hmm. when you are shopping for a car or get a new car, all of a sudden you see that car everywhere. Right. Yeah. Like, Oh, I never even noticed. And now they're everywhere. Right. And it's because you're now, yeah. your eyes are open to it and you're looking, you're, you're looking for it. And right. The brain is a very, very powerful, powerful device. And mm-hmm. so I'm with you a lot of this, but I still want to get into a, a few questions I have mm-hmm. um, because I will, I'm the first to preach from the heavens. Like if you, if you decided with your mind, you know, you can do it. Um but I've never taken it to to where you're taking it in this 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 whole process that you're that you're mentioning. What is it called again? I'm sorry by the way. It's called That's uh, okay.
1: It's called the lightning process. The lightning process. Like thunder and lightning, the lightning process. So
0: hmm. right. And so obviously like if you see it and, and and like, you know, when it comes to goals and when it comes to to changing your habits and these things, and again, like the way I, I look at it is not going to happen overnight but if you see where you want to be and if you know you have it within you and it's only a matter of time you just got to take those step by steps until it becomes yeah. that and then before you know it you know you're cruising and you're on autopilot and, and your your habits are helping you and your momentum is, is going positive versus negative I but when i still i'm like so let's go back to this food thing right so i my whole life, it's been this way, the bigger, the the bigger the meal I eat, and the more calories I eat, and it's definitely nailed it down to that, because I'm one of these people, I shine a big spotlight on my life in all areas. I'm like, okay, Mm. when I do a B happens. Um, And again, you know, it's, it's, it's more, it's not that I'm just reacting to things. It's like, okay, how am I feeling? And so the mind and body are definitely connected. But if I'm eating, if I eat a big meal, I know that there is like no way, or I should say, uh, the, the past experiences I've had are that I become so tired that like there's n- that nothing in my brain says there's any way possible I can go out and do something. So for instance, my wife, this this was a problem with my wife and I at first because she likes to drink with dinner. And, you know, when, when we met and we were, you know, young, younger and going out more, and then she would like to go out um, and have drinks with our friends after. And for me, I knew the only way I could do that was literally if I ate very little at dinner, didn't drink anything at dinner, and then started drinking after. So I, I can't – I still don't drink with, with my dinner. It's, it's strange. Um, or, or my wife thinks it's strange to me. that It's normal. But in hmm. the day, I'm, I am know like if during – either whether it's during the day or at night, if I have a big meal, just this fatigue comes over me. And my eyes, it's almost – I could feel them getting heavier. And then – and so I'm just like hmm. – and I, I'm not – saying what you're saying is not correct because I'm one of these open-minded people that's willing to try anything. And you said you beat yours in three days. And to me, that's very exciting to hear. Um, I just, like I said, there's that bit of skepticism that's like, okay, I know the brain's powerful, but can I actually overcome my physical that's literally doing its own thing? And now you're basically saying, well, you can just overcome that with, with your mind. And I'm just curious to see if that's actually possible.
1: Yeah, definitely. So in terms of nutrition, I'm not the expert. I just know that through passion and through listening to various different guys Mm -hmm. and girls as well. Um, In terms of changing how you're feeling around the meals, uh, just from listening to you, I'm already feeling tired because of the language you're using, like tired and fatigue. And then linking that up with the feelings like your body becoming heavier, your eyes are becoming more closed. And so what's really key is our language. So when we tell ourselves like, I am gonna feel tired and when I eat a big meal, already there's not really any area for that not to be true. It's kind of stated as a fact. And when we tell ourselves that, that fact, even if it's reality or if it's perceived reality, it's going to become our reality, but also it's triggering and strengthening the neural pathway for that to happen. And so, what I tell my clients is when they come and see me, like, um, I'm a really slow swimmer. Again, it's a fact. It's like, well, do you want to feel this way? Like, how would you love to feel instead? They're like, well, I'd like to be a fast swimmer. Great. Because what happens, or they'll say, actually, they won't tell me that. They'll say, well, I don't want to be a slow swimmer. So the issue here is that we're triggering the pathways for slow and for tired by using that language. And the more we use it during the day, the stronger those neuropathways for those emotions become, connecting those two things together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But also we're triggering those emotions when we use those words. So it's a bit like when we're at school and we hate visits because the teacher was so freaking boring. But the following year we might like visits because the teacher is very exciting. And it's kind of the same things, and that's our brain we re- rewiring. And so the number one thing I tell everyone actually is to really focus on the language you're using and make sure you're using pro- productive, powerful, and positive language. because the more words you use which are positive, powerful, productive and going to help you as you say to create that momentum, the more you're triggering those emotions. And now I said, my clients come and say, I don't want to be a slow swimmer. The problem here is that our brain doesn't hear the not. It just hears the slow. And it, again, it triggers those feelings and emotions for slow. It's a bit like if I ask you and everyone listening, do not, um, do not think about Einstein riding a massive green elephant juggling five screaming pink cats already in your mind like oh what does that look like because in order not to think about it your brain has to understand what it shouldn't think about so it triggers those feelings and emotions so it knows what not to think about (laughs) and so this is where our language is really important because instead of saying i don't want to be a slow swimmer you say i want to be a fast swimmer or i want to swim as fast as i can um or i want to feel energized when i eat this meal so we wanna start flipping our language. And because our brain doesn't hear the not, we can say, you know what, I'm actually not a fast swimmer. And that is still triggering the thoughts, the emotions, the beliefs of becoming a fast swimmer. It's a bit like with habits. You could say like, I'm really great at, um, at creating new habits. I was doing your quiz on your core mindset. Uh-huh. And I really liked one of the questions and it was to do with dancing. And it said, um, I can't remember, you'll probably know the question better than I can. But it said like, um, you you love dancing, but you suck at it. What, um, what three things do you feel resonate with you the most? And one of them was like, I really love dancing and I am on my way to becoming the best dancer ever. It was something like that. Right. And that's like, yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Because even if you're not, fast swimmer you're still on your way to swimming as fast as you can and so that's the language and we want to use to create as you say that momentum to drive us forward because when we're always kicking ourselves down we're triggering that pathway and we're not getting anywhere we're kind of going into that downward spiral so we want to use our language to build the momentum and take us forward and drive us forward into this positive
0: spiral yeah, that's all, yeah, I mean, that's, um, it's all, everything you just said is true in terms of, and you've got a very, how old are you, by the way, or you don't have to
1: answer, okay, you
0: did, I should have asked you, that's rude, my wife would, no, no, it's
1: fine, it don't worry, uh, I get to ask all the time,
0: I, I guess I could tell you were, you know, on the younger side, and, and you have a very good understanding of how the brain works, clearly, you, you've spent some time and done some work, and that's, that's really impressive, and, and, viewers watching this and then we're going to also by the way this is my own personal page but then we post this on to five core life as well which has the, um, over 400,000 uh, followers on it as well and we do little snippets so my partner will take out little snippets and there's I can already tell like when people are talking now I, I get to know like okay he's definitely gonna clip that out and you've had some real nuggets you know I'm gonna try I'm gonna say this so I'm gonna definitely try this um you know th- this ties into again i was talking about principles and you know there's different ways like there's a million ways to skin a cat and there's different ways to look at the same principles to me this ties into the principle of the of perception and the power of positive thinking and there's a million ways to to express that and, and to say that and and at the end of the day it's definitely scientifically proven that by cutting the the, the thought off before it has a chance to grab hold of you just like you're saying i immediately triggered when you said it's impossible to not think about, you have to think about something to not think about it. And I started mm-hmm. thinking about golf. So golf is something I really enjoy. And mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do when you're standing on a tee box and there's water on the left is say, don't hit it in the water. Because yeah. the very thing your brain is going to think of is the path of that ball going yeah. right in the water. Instead, mm-hmm. you want to say, you're going you, you to you have the same routine every time you play. And I have noticed a big difference in my game when I do this and you're consistent and then you say, okay, I'm going to hit it right down the middle and you visualize that shot. You don't even think about it. The water's not even in the equation. You're not even thinking about it. But So the more you can train your brain to do these types of things, obviously the more success you're going to have in whatever area it is. And we're, we just happen to be talking about you know, this chronic fatigue stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, the, the, the thing that I, I'm, I'm still struggling a little with it and I want to test it use myself as a human science experiment for the next couple of weeks is, is that physiological feeling and being able to just overcome that with thought. Cause obviously the mind and body are connected. Um, and it's, it's one of those, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg, does the physical affect the mental or is it vice versa or, or do do, is depending on the situation. And so, like I said, I just know from experience my whole life when I have a big meal, I'm not thinking about getting tired. It just, it happens. Right. And I'm talking to you yeah. now. And of course, yes, you know, using the words of my eyes get tired. Right. I mean, that makes me more tired. And so I agree with you there, mm-hmm. but I'm not actually, or at least I don't think I am. And I'm going to start catching myself and practicing this. I don't feel like I'm like, Oh, I just had a big meal. Now I'm going to get tired. And then that makes me tired, which is kind of what you're saying. Right. Yeah, so
1: it can happen. Even sometimes, it's even before the meal. But already talking about it, you're you're using the word tides quite a few times, and then taking on the perception. Mm-hmm. So it's also looking at if it's a belief. It, the the thoughts will come up, but maybe it's recognizing them. And sometimes it's really hard to even recognize them because they're so unconscious. So you want to make them, as you said, right.
0: conscious. You want to shine that spotlight um, and say, okay. I know what's about yeah. to happen here and or or this is what typically happens and then it happens so you're basically saying when you start to feel that tired or your brain says okay i'm tired you're saying cut it learn to cut that immediately and picture being energized instead
1: yeah and using the right language around that as well Yeah. so being like okay this is what i'm about to do now i want to do this how do i really want to feel what positive affirmation i'm going to use and then create that visualization. So the chronic fatigue, you use the process, I probably should have had this multiple times. I'm like tons of times a day to really get your brain to rewire. It's different for everyone. Chronic fatigue, fully recovered three days, not a problem. Um, I have relapsed once and that's when I became lax with all of this kind of stuff. And then that's what triggered me to become a coach. To be Like I need more arrows in my bow for this. I am um, other people It can take a bit longer. Okay. So it does depend person to person. Um, one of the things I actually don't really talk about much is from when I was tiny from a baby, um, until I did the lightning process, I suffered from recurrent, recurrent urinary tract infections and constipation. And they went with three, within three weeks of doing the lightning process. And that was a lot harder for me to crack, but that was also something I'd suffered from, from a, from a baby. And I thought I would have for the rest of my life. And I didn't even think that was possible to change, you know, it was just part of me. Mm-hmm. And having those things go away is really crazy for me. But I also know that some things trigger the some of these symptoms, and I, I will do them occasionally. So if I'm in a very stressful situation, then I know the symptoms. I can hear the thoughts coming in. And so I do know I have to keep on top, and say keep training the brain. To ensuring that you're keeping and maintaining the performance and change that you want, so you can live your best life.
0: Wow! So that's really interesting. So I mean, that bring that that reminds me of another one. So now that we're being totally honest with each other, and I appreciate you being honest with with me and the viewers about you know your everybody's got struggles, everybody's got things that they deal with, right? And so one of the other things now that we're talking about you know weaknesses or things that definitely I know are building negative moments in my life, holding me back to things that I'm like, God, I wish I could get rid of. And I'm like, well, it's yeah. my physiology. There's nothing I can do. Tired is one of them. Going to the bathroom in the middle of the night is another. I, I have to to pee like four, sometimes four or five times. Like last night was probably three mm-hmm. times. And it is awful. And I've seen specialists and, you know, they basically say I have what they call a over, slightly overactive bladder or my brain. Yeah, thinks, I have one of those. Thinks, yeah. thinks it, yeah. My wife calls it a tiny tank, you know, where mm-hmm. you got to constantly re- uh, relieve the tank. Um, And it's awful, and that, you know, I definitely, and so I, I've associated, well, maybe that's part of where my fatigue comes from is because I'm not getting a, a restful night's sleep because I'm waking up in the middle of the night and then I have to go to the bathroom. And then, you know, I'm not getting that, you know, you got to have that, what do they call it? The, uh, Restful sleep, I guess. I have a watch and mm-hmm. I track uh, the rem sleep. The, the, right, right, the rem, and they call mm-hmm. right. And it's like, you got to get a certain amount of that to feel fully rested. And so I'm like, this all ties together. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like stuck. And, and when I went to the doctor, they basically said, unfortunately, there's not really anything we can do. Some people's uh-huh. brains just think that they have to go more, like, there's, they haven't really figured it out. I'm like, what do you mean? You know? And he's like, well, it's just yeah. kind of how it is. He's like, some people's brains just basically say, I have to go when you don't when other people's their their bladder has to be way more full for that same trigger to happen. Mm-hmm. And so this is very interesting to me. All this kind of ties together with that. And so I guess my question to you would be what do you do if, if you're sleeping it's not like you're actively thinking about that stuff, right? So how would I how would I use thought to overcome the going to the bathroom in the middle of the night stuff?
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. It's a great question. Um so one of the things I also was um when I was really sick I had the overactive bladder as well and I had some extremely embarrassing situations with that during the day. Um, with sleep though where it comes into play is setting yourself up before you go to bed and I've helped um, a lot of a lot of triathletes um, seem not to sleep very well and is looking at what thoughts do you have around this what does sleep look like for you? Like how is your brain coded sleep? Because how our brain stores information is in pictures and videos and colors and textures and all of this kind of stuff, the quality. So it's looking at like, what does it look like for you as well? And changing that because when we change how our brain codes something, we're changing how our brain is wired as well. So it's making sure that you're looking at your sleep in the best way possible the last thoughts you have before you go to bed are the best you can have and that you truly believe you're going to get a really great night's sleep. And also that, you know, if you do wake up, it doesn't matter. You're still going to get a really great night's sleep. So then when you wake up, also the first thoughts you say is like, wow, I had a really great sleep. I feel refreshed or whatever it might be. So you're kind of setting yourself up throughout the entire day, especially before bed to have the best night's sleep you can. And you know, if you do wake up, it doesn't matter. One of my clients had um, insomnia Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and would get up, not necessarily insomnia, but really bad sleep, would get up multiple times, once up, could not get back to sleep. Um, I encourage them to do the lightning process and we worked together as well, like visualizing and really thinking you're going to have a really great night's sleep and using the lightning process to get back to sleep quickly so you can have that really great sleep. So stopping all the thoughts that disrupt sleep patterns as well. So the ones that keep you up at night. And having the key thing I found for sleep is having a really powerful visualization that you just have to think of and be in to get you back to sleep again. That seems to be one of the key things for a lot of people is having somewhere you can take yourself that is just truly utterly relaxing, blissfully encourages this deep sleep. Mm but you really want to prepare yourself before, um, before you go to bed and also really ensure you have the belief that this is how it's going to be. Um, but it's really using the mindset strategies as well and wanting to change, thinking how it's going to change. Um, there's a strong process I use that guides my clients through this, which is a powerful form of visualization, and... Um, but you're just trying to really change what you are, changing that belief, changing the thoughts around how you're going to sleep. Um, Actually, when I was doing the overactive bladder, when I thought of my bladder, it'd be like bright pink with like these horrible spots on it, because it's kind of what I've been showed as well. And and then um, I was like, well, why do, like, is that how I want my bladder to even look? Like, no, it looks horrible. And so I just like would pour this really calm blue color over it. And as I poured and like covered it in this blue color, it became really calm and really shiny. And it looked like a beautiful bladder, if you like. And for me, that was just so powerful. So every time I had this horrible thought, I would just be like, pour the color over, feel that calmness, that relaxation, see it really spotless and shiny, be like, oh, that's my bladder. Like that's how beautiful it looks. And it's a silly thing to do, but that actually is changing how your brain is storing information. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's some of the things I would do, do help in that, when you're doing that kind of thing.
0: I'm definitely gonna try this stuff out. Um, I I think it's really, really fascinating. I mean, it's crazy for me to think, I I love having conversations like this where I'm learning something new and, and seeing a different perspective it's crazy for me to think as much as I preach mindset and all this stuff, um, I never even really, it didn't even occur to me really that I could potentially overcome physical stuff with my mind. Um, well, mm. I guess that's a gray area. I mean, obviously, you know, like insomnia, when you mentioned insomnia, I'm like, okay, I can see how you could definitely fix that with your mind. Cause like I used to have called insomnia and I learned this trick, mm. um, it's just about uh, you count backwards from a hundred and you, you tighten up all your muscles as, as much as you can. <sighs> and then you release and then you take these deep breaths and you're counting back from a hundred. I think that it's what the military used to, to when they're like about to go into war the next morning. And these, these mm-hmm. these poor, <laughs> these poor soldiers are just terrified. And so this is the strategy they give them because obviously they need to have a good night's sleep. If they're going to be fresh and fight mm-hmm. in this war in the morning, meanwhile, they're thinking, fucking fighting in the war tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, So, and that's what, you know, and it's a similar kind of process. And so that has definitely worked for me. I use that every night. Um, Not every night, Mm. the nights I'm just tired and I go right to bed. But if I'm having trouble sleeping, I use that and, you know, it it works like a charm. And so, um, and you mentioned, you know, you're you're this person with insomnia that you were talking about, you know, using different strategies. And so I can see that. And so again, it's going to be interesting to me to try to actually, and I loved what you said about how you pictured your bladder, and I'm I'm like, okay, I'm gonna picture it just full, and and, and or or excuse me, like empty, and there's just so much room and it's calm, and I love that blue you said. Yeah. So I'm gonna try these things, and that, and then the and with the with the eating afterwards, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the same. Technique like you said like if it starts to creep in, I start to feel tired, and then my brain starts going, oh, you're tired because you just ate. I'm gonna I'm gonna really, it's not gonna happen right away, I'm sure, but I'm gonna try to get in the habit my thing mm-hmm. of, of, and that's really what it's about. You know, it's a retrain. Like you mentioned you did in three days. And I think that's amazing to me. I feel like, um, with me, I'm sure I'm in the habit of, I've been saying it for so long after I eat a meal, oh, I'm tired. Cause I feel tired and then I am tired. And then that definitely mm-hmm. probably compounds on top and makes it worse. And so that'll be really interesting to start trying this. And then I just have to catch myself and train my brain, get in the habit of being like, Nope, you're not tired. You're really energized. You feel awesome. And then I got to get some sort of visual. I haven't figured out yet. What did you mention yours was some, some sort of river.
1: Yeah, I was in the Alps. It was wonderful. It was like a totally made up place. I've actually just recorded the visualization for this is I think I've done it for letting go and relaxing. And for me, the place would be like, um, I love the mountains. um. And the Alps, I think I've been to once, but my mountains were like a purpley kind of color with snow on top and grass at the bottom which is really luscious. And you go into like this beautiful river and you're kind of on your back in like a star shape and you just float down this like beautiful river and I have the river flowing into well, Wait, the that right makes me
0: want to go to sleep. That sounds so relaxing. <laughs> That's yeah,
1: not the one I, I want <laughs> Yeah, I was, it got to the point where I was eating it so often that I just had to think like just the one picture in my mind and then I would just feel the feeling of relaxing calm just like trickle down as if someone poured like um paint over you if you mm-hmm. like yeah
0: that's really interesting yeah, yeah. no I gotta I gotta I, right everybody's different and, and has their own uh visualizations of what's going to motivate them so I gotta find mine and I'm gonna try it and then I want to circle back and yeah let's we should talk again in a couple weeks and I'll yeah yeah me I'll tell me how goes. right I'll yeah follow up with me if I don't I don't remember but I'd nope. love to do another one of these maybe we'll do the next one on actual five core because um, we're gonna be posting these snippets on there and and just I want to see I'm gonna do it I'm gonna give it a hundred percent and see how it goes yeah and then I'll be dead brutal dead know you and let you know how it goes but I love yeah, the that'd be awesome. and, you know the, it's exciting to think about the fact that I a, a world without peeing three to five times a night and Getting tired every time I eat a big meal, that's a very exciting world for me to be living in because those are two of my things that just really cause negative momentum in my life.
1: Yeah, it's the key is wanting the change. That's the key thing, really wanting it. And once you've made that decision, everything becomes much easier to create that change. Yeah,
0: yeah. Again, it goes back to your mindset and and the glass half full. It's like if you see it as, yep, this is doable and I'm going to do it versus, oh, there's no way right? Clearly there's going yeah. to be a different result there. Well, thank you, Adelaide. <laughs> this has been lovely, as you would say Yeah, in, this is so in the UK, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> what, am <laughs> uh, no, this has been really neat. And um, I really enjoyed this. You know, I always get a little bit of different stuff out of every conversation that I had, but this one in particular hit home for me. So thank you for dropping some wisdom on me and everybody
1: else. Yeah. Thank you so much. I absolutely love what you're doing. It's really awesome. And I just totally relate to the five core The five cores, they're, yeah, 100% with you.
0: Love it, love it. Well, let's do this again. This was a really nice talk. And um, yeah, let's follow up in a couple of weeks and and maybe we'll do another one and we'll see how things went.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Well, good luck. And I look forward to hearing about the change you create.
0: Appreciate it. What time is it where you are, by the Mm way?
1: It is now, I think, 8.40. Yeah, 8.40 in the evening. Oh, wow,
0: okay. Well, have a good rest of your evening.
1: Thank you. Have a great rest of your afternoon. I'm, gonna go, I'm <laughs> gonna
0: go take a nap. I'm just absolutely. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but it ain't, it ain't happening now. Okay. Awesome. Great seeing you. Thanks. Okay.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Get moving. Build momentum. Join the movement. Go to moremomentum.com to take a free life evaluator quiz on where you currently stand in each of your five cores.